Thank you, Jesus. Hey, uh, God's got great plans for you. You know, uh, in general, I mean, you know, the big picture is awesome. But e even this year, even this year, God's got great plans for you. He's got great plans for your family. You know, uh, this fasting thing, there, there were some folks in the Bible, if you read it, it, it says that uh, they called a fast and they were seeking God so that they might find uh, the right way for us, the right way for us, the right way for our kids, and the right way for our substance. How many know there's a right way for you? There, there's a right way for you, kids. Hello? And, 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 you know, Shelby and I learned that, that what we thought was the right way for the kids wasn't always God's way. You know, a lot of times I'd try to get the guys to do stuff my way, and, and all it did is create more problems for them because they were doing stuff my way. But when we started figuring out, hey, let's show them God's way. And, and, and you, you begin, you know, you, you really want to liberate your family, show them God's way. You know, I, I know, I know you want to be close to your kids, but the best thing that you can do is get close to God for your kids. And, and, and you know, and I, I, you, you want your kids to, to tighten up to you, but what you want to do is help them tighten up to God, because if they get tight with God, their relationship with you is going to get better. And, 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 you know, if you start seeing the picture that, that, that God could paint on the canvas of your spirit, if you, could just see, if you could just see the plan that God has for your life, you'd already be in a better mood. Man, you, you, you'd already have hope growing on the inside of you. you. You'd already, man, your foot would be tapping. You'd be, come on, let's go. I want to kick some devil booty. You, you know, because God's plan for you is to prosper you, right? Not, not to harm you. God's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. Right? And, and the enemy wants us to think that if we pursue God with everything that we got, look at everything we're going to give up. And I'm going to, I'm, this is full disclosure Sunday. Okay? We're going to tell you some truth today. And the truth is, there are some things that God will probably ask you to move away from. Okay? I don't think it's our job to tell each other what that is. I think that we need to be led by the Spirit. The Bible says, John 16, that when he comes, speaking of the Spirit, when he comes, and he has come, thank you, Jesus. But uh, uh, Jesus was saying when he comes, he's going to convict and convince and, and, and bring demonstration to the world. He's going to convict and convince. See, a lot of us, we, we, need to, we, we need to press in. At the beginning of the year, we need to press into a relationship where the Holy Spirit ha actually has the ability to convict us. We, we, need, we need some conviction power. Come on, I, I know it's not real popular, you know, at church to talk about stuff like sin and, you know, man, you're supposed to pat us on the head and tell us we're doing good. I'm here today to tell you that God's plan for you requires better than good. Man, you know, the future, the future is not a goal. It's, it, the future is it's not a position. The future is a result. Okay? And right now, you're, you're experiencing the result of a lot of choices, a lot of decisions, a lot, a lot of movement. But where God's wanting you to be, where God's wanting to take you, man, the result that God wants you to have, I'm telling you, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And, and, and if God, by the Spirit, starts speaking to you and he's saying, hey, let go of that and, and grab onto this and move away from that person. That person's trying to kill you. You, know? and, and you want to listen. You, you want to hear God. You know, uh, uh, I think it's Deuteronomy, you know, where it's, it says, hear and do, and it'll go well with you. You know, that, that's kind of how we train the boys when they were little. It's like, hear and do, and it'll go well with you, which is a nice way of saying, don't obey, and I'm going to kill you. You know, but hear and do. You know, you, you hear God, you, you need to hear God, you need to trust God, you need to obey God, but you need to stop trying to be God. Because you're not wired for that position, right? Your way, just want to remind you, Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to you, but the end are the ways of death. There's a way that seemeth right unto man. See, that, here's what we do is, is, is that we hyper-focus on the way. Well, this is the way I see it. Well, it seems to me, well, the problem is, is that when you get it your way, it winds up in death, and death, death isn't dead, death is separation. Remember the prodigal son, when, when, when his daddy saw him, he said, hey, let's, let's kill, kill a fatty calf, give me a coat, give me a ring, give me some shoes. My beloved son who was dead is alive again. Well, he, he wasn't dead, he was separated. See, death, this is what the enemy wants to do, is separate you from the purpose and the plan of God, the will of God. See, we, we, now, now remember, God's plan and his purpose is, is, is for your good. And the enemy wants to separate you from that. He wants you to focus on the way. He wants you to think about how you think it should happen, what you'd like to see. And if he can get you to focus on the way, you'll miss the end. See, there's a way that seemeth right, but the end's messed up. 
But if we'd focus on the end, because God declared the end at the beginning. That's what it says in Isaiah, that God, in ancient times, in days of old, he declared the end at the beginning. How do you know that God knows what he's talking about? See, it's like Jeremiah 29, 11 in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in the Message Bible. It says God knows what he's doing. He's got it all planned out. He, his plan is to give you the, the future you've hoped for, right? Well, if we would focus on the end, if we could build enough relational connection with God that we could hear God, then we could hear him describe the end and we could focus on the end and let him direct the way. See, if you would let him direct the way, you wouldn't keep missing the end. And God's end for you, man, the future that God has for you, it's amazing. Look at somebody tell them, man, God's got great plans for you. Check this out in Proverbs chapter 23, starting at verse 15. My son, if your heart is wise, if, if your heart is wise, and, and, and I love the fact that, that you, you know, it's so personal. My son, my son, he's got, rela- he, you know, there's a relational thing. And I know you, you gals are going, well, wait, he's just talking to the boys. No, listen, if you can be the son of God, if I have to be the bride of Christ. Fair enough. So this is for all of us. If your heart is wise, Jesus, Jesus defined wisdom and foolishness when he said, hey, the wise man, he's the guy that hears the word and obeys it. The fool has heard the word and he don't do what it says. So if, if, if your heart is wise, he said, my heart's going to be glad. He, you think you being happy is what you're after. No, getting God happy is what you want. Because you get him pleased, trust me, you're going to be one happy camper. Okay, and, and he said, e- even my heart's going to be glad. Look at verse 16. He said, yes, uh, yes, my heart will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Let not your heart envy the sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord. But continue. Everybody say continue. continue. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Continue. See, it's easy to start stuff. It's easy to start a new year with great intention. But if you don't continue... Who cares? You got to continue. You started that marriage. How about we continue one? Now, we ain't looking back. I don't care about your past. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can't alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. But we're talking about a future that God has for us. So how about we continue? You know, you, hey, if you started the diet, continue. If, 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 if you start it, you, you know... Man, we start all kinds of stuff. But, you know, if, if you continue in my word, then you're going to know the truth. And the truth is going to make you free. If you continue. And he said, here's what you need to do. But continue in the worshipful fear of the Lord all day long. Look at verse 18. For surely there is a latter end. Surely there is a future and a reward. Man, there is a future and a reward. Man, the reward is the result. There's a future. There's a result that God has for you. If you'll just continue and, 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 and follow him and continue and listen to him and continue and obey him and continue and trust him, there is, there's a ladder in, and it won't be cut off. Look at that. Uh, 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 your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. And, you know, I started thinking about some of this stuff, and, dude, on the inside of me, I'm getting super Pentecostal. Okay, uh, I, I, I get I get this. It's like the, it's like there's fireworks going off on the inside right now, because I'm thinking, you know because what the enemy's done is he's lied to you, and he's told you that because of you, the future that you once were dreaming for, you, you just let that go, because you sucketh. Right? You, you have made some dumb choices. You, you, have made, you have made some stupid decisions. You have gone down some crazy paths. And you ain't ever going to have the future. You can't, you're, you're so far separate. Listen, God's hand is not short that it cannot reach. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. I don't care what you've been through. I'm telling you that your final outcome is going to be so much better than your current condition that, that it's going to blow your mind. If you could see what God's doing. See, no, my, no, no, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. The devil's telling you that you don't even deserve the right to be happy. The devil's telling you that you ain't even got, you, you shouldn't even expect to walk in freedom because you just got too many mistakes in your life. And I'm telling you that God is bigger than any mistake that you've ever, ever been a part of. Well, so does this mean I can just live any way I want to? No, this means you're free to live God's way now. 
The chains of bondage, they, they haven't been broken. They've been destroyed. You know, the, pro- the problem with us is that we're under the impression that, that, well, you know, I had freedom for a while. No, you got freedom. See, you, 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 have, you have some stuff. You ain't got no idea what you got. I said, you ain't got no idea what you got. That, that's why I love Jeremiah 33.3. 3. He said, call me, and I'm going to answer you. I mean, that's crazy. Just there. God said, call me, I'll answer. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Fenced in things, hidden things, secret things. It's as if God's saying, there's stuff you couldn't possibly know anything about, and I'm going to show it to you. I want, I want to show you some stuff, and I want to show you some things. Not about things you ain't got. I want to show you things about the things that you've got. I, I want to show you, I want to give you information. It's like you got a toolbox. You, you know, listen, if you ever need anything repaired, like mechanically, don't bring it to me. But I do have a cool box. Because I figured, hey, you know, you, you, you park the Harley, Rosie, you park the Harley, you need a cool b- Harley box with stuff in there. What's it do? I don't know. What are the tools for? Who cares? You know, because if, if I have trouble, I, I make a phone call. Because there's things in that box that I have, but I don't know anything about the things in that box. See, there's things, you got tools in your kit that you haven't got a clue about. And God says, hey. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let me show you some stuff about your stuff. Because he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given us, hath given us, not going to give us, hath given us all things. Everything you need. I'm telling you that everything you need to walk in victory, you already got it. You just need God to explain it to you. You just need God to reveal it to you. You, 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 man, I'm telling you, what you, need to, what you need to embrace, you might not have the know-how. You might not know what to do next. That's not important. What, what you have to lock on to is the hope of the future that God has planned for you. Because nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not height, nor depth, nor width, nor breadth, nor any other preacher. I mean creature. Nothing, nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from what God has planned for you except you. See, your position, a lot of times we're so worried about our position. It's not your position. It's your disposition that you need to keep an eye on. I I like words. I don't know if I'm actually going to preach my message or not. Uh, Disposition. The prefix dis means to press or push out of. You have to be careful that your disposition isn't taking you out of the position that God has called you, anointed you, to live in. See, because your, your position, that's, it, it's, it's an appointment. It's an appointment. You've been appointed by God to rule and reign. You've been appointed by God to walk in victory. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. And, 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 and He has appointed you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. On a daily basis. It's an appointment. And see, what the enemy wants to do is he wants, he wants to push you out of that. He, 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 he wants your disposition. He wants, it, he wants your mood to shift. He wants your feeling, your emotional realm to dictate. No, 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 no. I, I don't live by what I see. I live by faith. I live by, by, by what he's saying to me right now. Right? I, you know, I, I don't like it. I don't care. Because here's the deal, is that, uh, you, you know, this appointment, this is, this is where my power is at. This is where my anointing's at. And, and, and what the enemy will do is use emotions to disappoint you. He'll press you out of your appointment, and so you don't have the authority. You don't have the anointing. You ain't got the power. See, if you become disappointed in your spouse, you just lost the anointing there. You, 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 you get disappointed with your kids, and, and your words no longer breathe in life to them. You get disappointed with your job, and I don't care what they do for you. You're not happy. You get disappointed with the government, and all of a sudden, you, you, you don't have the influence or the power to change it. You can't get disappointed. Isaiah put it this way. He said, arise from the state of depression in which circumstance has kept you. Rise to a new life and shine. Man, change, change your disposition. Change your perspective. Man, walk, walk in your true identity. Listen, 
Walk in your true identity. Because that's the identity. That's where the anointing is. See, one of the things that, that we want you to get today is that you have the ability, the freedom, to be who God's created you to be. He didn't create you to live in bondage. He created you to, to walk this thing out in freedom. He didn't create you to handle sorrow. You, 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 have, you, you have an appointment. To put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Man, this anointing, Jesus said, hey, you know, I'm going to come, I'm going to preach this thing and it's going to heal the brokenhearted. But you got to get in your true image. You can't be hiding. You can't be projecting something. You know, you have a projected image, you have a true image, and you have a perceived image. Your perceived image is the way you think everybody sees you. And the enemy will wreak havoc in your head if you, if you, if you listen to that. You'll be all worried about what people, you know, we, we lower the lights during worship so that people that are a little uncomfortable can, can worship. Why? Because so many people are worried about what other people are thinking about them. They're not, they're not focused on you. You are not the object of our worship. Hello? But, but, but we got to get away from that perceived image. And, and, and you got to get away from that projected image. That, that you're putting out a picture that everything's cool when, when you're jacked up. You, you, you got to, well, if everybody knew about me, they already do. And spend 10 minutes with me and you're going to find out that dude is nuts. Okay. Can't live from a projected image. There's no anointing there. There's, I said there's no anointing there. Check this out in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. Put, the, put that up. We got the new living, right? Since, since this new day gives us such confidence, this new day, we, man, we got this hope. And, and he's, he's writing, you know, Paul's writing to these guys, and, and he's stirring up their confidence and their hope and reminding them of who they are. And, and he said, we, we can live very bold. Man, I want you to understand something. That God wants, God wants you to reinvigorate the, the, the spirit of boldness. Right? So, so that you can walk. Oh, it's, it's, I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about boldness, confidence. Hebrews says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Don't, don't lose this confidence, man. You can walk in some boldness if you just be who you've been called to be. Look, look at it. Look, look at the next verse. It says, uh, we're not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. Uh, listen, remember, when, remember in Exodus when Moses goes up the hill? And he talks to God, and he comes down the hill to talk to the people. You're going to tell the people what God said, and he's been in the presence of God, and the dude's glowing. And everybody's like, holy cow, that is awesome. In the night, we can find you, right? He's getting glowing reports. Okay, it's not very good, but I tried. Okay. Well, he's pretty pumped. But in Exodus, it says, hey, you know, that he'd, he'd put a veil over his face. After he'd come out from talking to God, and he'd come out and talk to the people, he'd be going, and then he'd put a veil over his face. And then when he went in to talk to God, he had to take the veil off. Why? Because, see, here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to live behind the veil, even in the presence of God. But, see, you can't get in the presence of God covered by the veil. But Moses came out. And he, he kind of he liked everybody's reaction. See, because he, he's glowing. But he noticed something. I think his wife told him. Look, remember Thursday when you went up and you came out glowing? It's Sunday. You ain't all that bright. Because the glowing would fade away. So he covered his face so that they wouldn't see the fading of his glory. See, we always think of these guys as being like top-notch heavy hitters. They're, no, they're just like you. They're just like me. And he began to project an image. And, and Paul's saying, hey, we don't want to live like Moses, who's covering himself. Matter of fact, drop, drop down to verse 16 real quick. Just real, real quick, check this out. Verse 16. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When, when you turn to the Lord, the veil's gone. You ain't got to hide no more. You don't have to be, there's no more shame. If any man be in Christ, he's new. That old stuff, man, is losing its hold. You, you got a whole brand new thing going on, right? It, it, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. 
No, it's, it's not just keep living that old same way. No, 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 no. No, you're free now. You're free. That, that, that thing that had a hold on you, it can't touch you anymore. See, the enemy wants you to think it's still got you. But I'm here today to tell you, no, the anointing destroys the yoke. It removes the burden. You ain't got to carry that anymore. Check out, the, check out uh, 17. 17 says, uh, for the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, it's freedom. And you ain't got to live behind that veil anymore. You don't have to project some image. Well, what if people don't accept me? Who gives a flying rip? Man, when, when God accepts you and, and you begin and you begin to radiate with the glory of God, people who don't like you will wish they were you. Okay? They ain't going to come run and hand you money. They're not going to pat you on the head, but they're going to look at you and they're going to go, my God, there's something about that cat, man. He's got something going. And, and here's why. Verse 18. It says, all of us who have had the veil removed, we can see the glory of the Lord and reflect it. See, a lot of people, even in church, man, we're up here, we're all jacked up, we're all pumped up, and you're thinking, they're trying to hype us up. Are you kidding? No, man, we're experiencing the presence of God. God is is amongst us. The Holy Spirit is here today, and he's going to jack you up for good. Huh? You know, I mean, God's going to do stuff in you that would freak most people out. Okay? You, you know, the, we, we try to be so touchy, feely. You know, let, let's, let's, let's not do anything that would offend anybody. Are you kidding me? I, I don't care if you get offended. I don't want to offend the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he wants to do stuff in you. You know, you, you, you participated in some crazy, stupid stuff, and God might want to do some crazy, nutty stuff to get you free. Okay, go for it. it, it listen, those who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. See, here's the deal, is that a lot of us are trying to figure out how to change when what you need to do is figure out how to be changed. You're trying to deal with stuff. That's what got you in the hole. You just need to see him. See, because those who turn to the Lord, let me put it this way, it's your turn. It's your turn. You, you need to turn to the Lord. See, you, you need to, that phrase, to turn to, to turn to, it's, it's not a glance. No, it's a directional motion. Instead of running from him, run to him. Instead of making excuses for stuff you know. You, you know what? There's stuff in your life my life, that we know we don't need the spirit of the Lord to rise up and prophesy and say, yea, I would say unto thee, thou art acting like an idiot. We know. There's things going on, things that have had a grip on you. There, there, there's bitterness, there's unforgiveness, there's greed, there's, there's lust, there, there's all types of, of, of strongholds that God wants to liberate you from. And you, you already know that shouldn't be there. And you've wrestled with it, but you ain't getting nowhere. And God says, I want you to stop looking at that. And, and because, you know, you, 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 you're launching out to fight that. And I want you to launch in to, to, to accepting me. And I'll fight that for you. I'll deal with that. I'm telling you that God can set you free so fast. Man, the power of the anointing can do for you in just a moment what you could spend the entire lifetime trying to accomplish. Dude, it's one of the things I love about the anointing. See, the anointing, there's many, many characteristics of the anointing. There's all kinds of stuff that he does. But my favorite thing, okay, my favorite thing, is the anointing has the ability to collapse time. Just, there it is. Isn't it crazy? You know, uh, how, how many people in here have ever broken a collarbone? Hold your hand up so people can see. Look around the room. Wow. Quite a few right here in the middle section. I'd stay over there. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, after service, check one of them out, and you can feel it. You know, you can feel the bump. What do they do for you when you break your collarbone? Nothing. Here's some Advil. You know, they give you this thing. They call it a figure eight brace. <laughs> it, it's, it's just a donut that they twist to make an eight, and they have you slide your arms through it so you won't reach forward, which you will only do one time. So you really don't need the brace because you'll, you'll do it once and you'll never do it again. And, and, and what's crazy is that, man, I don't know, but, you know, that broken carbone, did it hurt? Yeah, it hurts. Does the pain go away? Eventually. Does the bone grow back together? Eventually. That's, that's, they can't cast it. It just grows back together. Well, let's, let's say that, that, that you were on your way in here and, and you, you tripped over Lee Hauser and, and you, you fell down and you, you broke your collarbone. And we anoint you with oil. You know, we have a prayer time and, and we anoint you with oil and we pray the prayer of faith and boom, just like that. Man, pain's gone, the bone's back together. What's the miracle part? Well, the bone's back together. No, the bone's going to grow back together anyway. Well, the pain's gone. That's not the miracle. The pain's going to leave eventually. Here's the miracle, the collapse of time. See, God can do for you in a split second what you couldn't get done if you used the rest of your life. Here's why the enemy wants you to live behind a veil. Here's why the enemy doesn't want you to turn to God. He doesn't want you doing life God's way. He wants you doing it your way. So he can stretch that time out. Why? Because God's word will not return unto him void without accomplishing the purpose for what he sent it forth to accomplish. So if you stay on target, if you stay on track, but it might take a long time, but no word from God will ever fail. But if you connect with God, you get out from behind the veil, you get in your appointment, you operate in your anointing, then God can do right now what was going to take 17 years to get done in you. Some of you guys, you, you need household salvation, and you're hoping that God will mess with your kids. You're hoping that God will reach into the life of your spouse. You're hoping that God, no, what God needs you to do is run to him. He needs you to hear him. He needs you to trust him. He needs you to obey him, but he needs you to stop trying to be him because that's not your appointment. You're not anointed for that. You're anointed to hear him. You're anointed to trust him. You're anointed to obey him. You're anointed to listen. He can show you things about your things that you ain't got a clue about the things that are yours. He can, he can give you insight and revelation, understanding. He can empower you to walk in a level of victory that is just a humiliation to hell. He can give you insight, revelation, discernment. You'll see things like you ain't never seen things before, but you, he ain't giving you his rule. You got to turn to God. I think it's interesting that we sang this morning, I, I will not give what costs me nothing. And a lot of us, though, have given our life to God, but we haven't given up anything. And it costs us jack. Well, here's the deal, is that, you know, uh, is it Hebrews that says, uh, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let, let us take off ev every sin and the weight, every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us take off every weight and the sin. Not every weight God wants you to drop is a sin. Some of it's just stuff that you don't need to carry. And you know what I've noticed, and it's really irritating, is that sometimes God will ask me for things that he didn't ask Glenn for. Sometimes God will ask me to separate from stuff that seems fine for everybody else. How come they get to do it? You know, I don't go to R-rated movies. Every movie I want to see is rated R. It's like all the good ones. How do you find a PG-13 movie where stuff blows up and people die? Because that's what I want to see. God, I don't get it. You know, it's not like, it's not like the language or the violence or something. It's not going to change me. And God's like, I want you to give it to me because I asked for it. I, I don't want you to do that anymore. I don't want you to think that anymore. I don't want you to say that anymore. I don't want you to go there anymore. I, 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 I don't, well, why is he doing that? Hey, 
He has a future, a result. And if you want this, sometimes you got to give up that. Because if you want this, but the result of this means none of that, then you have to give up that or you get stuck with that and you get none of this. And I'm telling you that, that as we launch into a new year and we're going after God and, and, and we, want, we want the power of God, we want the glory of God, we want to reflect his glory, you're going to have to get out from behind that veil. And, and, and that veil thing, you know, how to, you know where that remains from? From not turning to him. See, you and I, we need to embrace his purpose. We need to embrace his plan. We need to get excited about what God's going to do. But that means that he's going to change us. Right? Because we all, with open face, without the veil, it's like looking into, the, in, into a mirror and we behold his glory and we see who we are supposed to be. See, when you made the decision to follow Christ, some of you guys are praying about decisions you make, to make that, you, that you need to make. You already made it. You said, I'm going to follow you. Well, if you're going to follow him, then a lot of those other decisions are no longer yours. They're his. You know what's crazy? is I, I already know this that right now. Some of you guys, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit's like messing with you a little bit. Heart rate's up a little bit because you already know stuff that you should be walking away from. You already know things that you should be surrendered. You already know things that you should be pressing into and things that you should be embracing. And, and this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to just take a moment and we're going we're gonna to embrace the purpose and the plan of God. And we're going to make a we're, we're going to make a declaration. We're going to make a decision to 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 say, okay, God, I'm all in with you. I'm all in with you. I'm turning to you. I'm running to you. I'm not going to live to impress anybody else. I don't need to project an image that makes other people happy. Because no matter what, I I don't have what it takes to make people happy. Uh, but I but I have what it takes to make you happy because you've given me everything I need to live a life that pleases you. So, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to surrender. And anything you want, you can have it. And anything I need, I'll go get it. And if it means that I have to invest in that, then that's where I'm going to make my investment. And if it means i got to change my mind about that, then I'm willing today to change my stinking mind. I'm coming after you, God. I'm running to you, not running from you. Because I'm going to walk in a level of liberty that empowers me on a daily basis to, to glorify God and, and humiliate the devil. Amen? I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. And some of you guys, you're living far from God. You're, you're living far from God. And you know that, I mean, some of you, you've never surrendered to God. Some of you did, but, you, but not really. And you know that the Spirit of God is here today and, and that he's, he's challenging you. He's talking to you, and he wants, to, he wants to make a shift. And it's time for you to surrender your life completely. And you know that's you. We're all going to pray this prayer together. But before we do that, while eyes are closed, heads are bowed, if you're in this room, you say, you know what, today, today I'm giving God my life, the entirety of it, the whole thing, not holding anything back. If that's you and you're going to make this your prayer, I want you to hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Man, there's hands everywhere. Thank you, 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 thank you. We're going to pray a prayer. Listen, just pray this with me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Make me new. Take my life. Use it for your glory. All of it. I won't hold back. I turn to you today. Not just with my eyes but with my action. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, church, give God a big shout and a big prayer. It's awesome. Thank you, God. Now, now again, and, and, you know, just, we're going to take a minute. In just a second, you know, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. Sometimes we do that so that you're invisible, right? Because you know when you close your eyes, nobody can see you. Learned that as a little kid about Christmas time. Sneaking around the house with my eyes closed so my parents wouldn't see. But God's dealing with you. The Holy Spirit's here and he's touching. He's saying, you know, you could, you could be free right now. 
don't, don't be like the guys that when Jesus said, you know, you're going to know the truth, the truth is going to make you free. And they said, what are you talking about? We've never been in bondage in our entire life. And Jesus basically responds and says, listen, if you can't see your bondage, you're never going to see your freedom. Some of you have things in your life that need to be broken off. It needs to be ripped away. It needs to be freedom flowing. It might, it might be relational health. It may, may, maybe, it's, maybe it's a habit. May, maybe, maybe, maybe it's an emotion. May, maybe there's bitterness. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe, maybe you've been burnt. Maybe you've been broken. Maybe you've been bruised. God wants to touch you. He don't want you leaving this, this room in the condition you came into it in. And, and, and we just believe, and we, we, we just believe today that God's power is real. We're kind of like living proof. Okay? We're, you know, there's, there's people in the room, people on the platform, people all around you that, that are like living proof that if you, if you could just let him touch you, just one touch from the master's hand, everything would be different. What you've, what you've struggled with and couldn't get free from. Oh, hallelujah. The anointing. Boom. And, and if you're here today, and, and, and you, you, you can just sense it, man. Oh, my God. God God's just, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for that freedom. Right where you are, I just want you to stand to your feet. Just, just stand up and just say, oh, yeah, I'm, I can dig that. I, I, I could use that freedom. I could use that healing. I, I could use that restoration. I, I could use that wholeness in my life. Now, here's what we're going to do. You guys who are standing, in just a second, we're going to start worshiping. And you're going to, you're going to actually move out. See, because it's, it's not just a look. It's a movement. And I'm going to have you just come and just, just press in and get right up close. Just get up close to the platform. And as we worship, I just want to come. I, I want to put my hand on you. Now, it's not important that my hand touch you. It's important that his does. But I just want to get in agreement with you. And I want to release an anointing into your life that, that sets you up for insane victory for this coming year. I don't want you, I don't want you living in bondage. I don't want you living in brokenness. I don't, I don't want you bruised. I, I want you healthy. I want you whole. I, I want you restored. So just go ahead and just, they're coming out. Just step out and just come. Just get as close to the platform as you can. Just press in here. And, and, and if I can't get to you, it's not my hand anyways. But just press in. Just press in. Just begin to, just go ahead and lift up holy hands without wrath, without doubting. Just, just open up and say, okay, God, I'm ready for some real restoration. I'm not going to live bitter. I'm not going to live broken. I'm not going to live defeated. That, no, that's not, that's the wrong image. That's the wrong image. I'm pressing it. I'm going to be like the image of Christ. That's what I'm becoming.
you, you, you want to know what's crazy is, is that some, and, and by the way, what God does for somebody else, and you go, man, I'd like to have that. Well, just get a hold of it. All the promises of God and Him are yes and amen. Yeah, it's yours. Um, in my spirit, there's like, there's like a cloud, depression, you know, a weight, yeah? And God wants to free you. You know when I said there's people in the room that think they don't have the right to be happy? You have the right to know joy. Real joy. The heart of the Father towards you. So great. So great. He loves you. You know that piece of you that felt broken? Be restored. Be restored right now in Jesus' name. And let the joy of the Lord be my sister's strength. In the name of Jesus, I release this anointing right there, right now. Be free. Be free. In Jesus' name. You ready for happy? Happy's coming to your house, sis. <laughs> All the earth. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Praise you, Lord. All the earth will shout your All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Praise Come on. Are you Sing it again. Come on. All the Some of you guys, your disappointment isn't in others, but it's in you. You're just disappointed. You're not in your appointment. And you see yourself like a failure. And you see yourself, no. Do you understand that we, as we behold his glory, we are changed into his image let me tell you something about him. He ain't out of his appointment. He's not been removed from his position of authority or victory or power. You're being changed into his image. And you're looking at your image. Thinking, man, what a mess. You're right. Man, if I look at my image, good Lord. You know, the enemy will, will, you know, we all deal with these struggles. But, but here's the deal is that God wants to liberate a bunch of you. And, and, and the depression and the brokenness, he wants it off of you. Because you're, you're so focused on that that you can't see the goodness of God. 
See, you're looking at a past that, that's out of control. But you, get, you ain't changing that. But you need to see how God's rearranged all those pieces to get you to the place he's taking you. Because he's making all things new. He ain't making all new things. He's making all things new. So what the enemy was using to try to kill you, God's going to use it to, 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 to infuse you. See, the devil wants to abuse you, but, but God want, God's going to use you. You know, I, th- I think about people who have had a, a relational upheaval. Dude, look to the future. Look to the future. And realize that no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. See, I want to... If you struggle with depression, I just want you to hold your hand up. You've been struggling with depression. And whatever you do, don't let shame have you stand there like, no, not me. No, if it's you. Look. Because right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we break the control of that lion devil. We refuse to allow that spirit to to linger. God, we're not going to live a life of depression, we're going to live a life that's we're not depressed, we're impressed with your image and your likeness. And God, today we declare that we are free in Jesus' name. No more sorrow. No more shame. No more brokenness. No more pain. Yeah, come on. Celebrate that freedom. Come on, lift it up right now. Thank you, God. It's your breath. It's your breath in our love. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our love. So we pour out our praise to you. It's your breath in our love. So we pour out our praise. We pour out. 
you, Lord. You know, you can lose your strength, but regain it. You can lose your joy, you get happy again. You, you, can, you can lose your money, but you can make some more. You can lose friends, but get new ones. But you know, one of, one of the areas where the enemy is so effective is with time. Because you know what they say, can't get your time back. Not according to the word. That he will restore the years that the enemy has taken away. See, some of y'all, you, 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 it's like looking at the calendar and you're looking at what's gone. Wait till you see what he's given. Now, I just want to declare this over you that the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. Amen. That the years that the enemy, that you, you know, because dreams, isn't it, isn't it funny how you have a dream and you, you encounter a, an experience, a moment, and you you believe the dream is gone. No, that would be like a nightmare. But see, with God, nothing is impossible. The time that just seems to be evaporating. Oh, no. He's going to restore it. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around anybody who's restored like a car. You know, you, you restore that truck. Do you make it like it was? No. You make it better. <laughs> you make it better. You know, when, when, you, when you start tinkering and you start putting it back together, you go, oh, dude, you know, that old that old interior was cool when it rolled out the floor, but think what leather tuck and roll would look like. You know, on that stupid grill, let's get a billet. Let, let, let's, 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 let's put something in here. Let's jack up the horsepower. Let's put some fatties on the back end of this thing. Let's make, let's make this thing rumble. Let, let's make it so that when it rolls down the street, that it, it grabs everybody's attention. See, and that's what God's doing in you. He's restoring what the, what the canker was, what the, what, what, the, what the enemy intended for evil. God's going to turn it. He's going to use it for good. You just can't hide it. See, the, the, the worst thing that we do is we try to hide the stuff that we don't like. No. Here's the deal. We ain't hiding it. We're letting God use it. Huh? You know, some some freakish dude messes with you when you're just a little kid, abuses you. But God goes, I'm still using it. Your family, you've been through some stuff. Jesus met a woman at a well. Where's your husband? Well, I don't really have one right now. Looking for number six. First woman God ever put in ministry had been through a whole bunch of guys. I'm telling you, God's ability to use you is amazing. You need to embrace it. You just need, okay, God, I'll be a glove. You slip in your hand. I'm not going to hide my stuff. I'm going to let people see God through my stuff. You, you, know, you know the anger that you've always been controlled by? You don't think everybody's going to recognize when it no longer has a grip? You know the fear that's manipulated and paralyzed? You don't think everybody's going to notice the boldness? And you have the right to say, oh, I used to feel that way too. I used to be scared of everything, but not anymore. I used to be intimidated. I'm not intimidated. I'm intimidating. I was beaten up, but now I've been lifted up. God's going to use you. Father, right now, 
we understand the greatness of our God. And we celebrate it. God, we thank you that as we launch into a new year with fresh direction, God, it's towards you. (laughs) We've made our decisions. As for me and my house, we're following you. Where you lead, we're going to follow. Where you are, we are. Whatever the price might be. God, we embrace all that you want to do in us, through us, for us, amongst us, and by us. And we will not be silenced by shame, fear, intimidation. But we will boldly declare that it is the life of God that motivates us, strengthens us, empowers us. And we live for your glory. No veil. We hide nothing. Just make us look like you. If you didn't start yet, start now. Amen. Be blessed, guys. We love you.